Hello everyone, welcome to Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends, a podcast where I speak to people much more interesting than myself. Please enjoy. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be recording soon, so don't say anything bad about the blacks or the Jews. Oh fuck, hang on, let's record. Uh, hi, hi everyone. Um, welcome to... Uh, Welcome to season two, episode seven of Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. I am joined all the way from uh, the lovely uh, city of Perth in Western Australia by my comedian buddy, Sean Choice. Sean, say hi. Hey, I am definitely a sometimes friend. Yes, of course. Well, usually when I'm in Australia, that's usually when I see you. So, Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been over to uh, Ireland recently, unfortunately. Yeah, you never come see me. I've been over to see you like three times. That's true. It is a lot easier to get into our country. We have fruit that we need picking and bricks that we need laying and whatnot. I have no witty retort for that because that's two of the things I did when I was in Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. The only reason, that's the only reason we have fruit is because uh, Irish people really want to come and hang out here. Yeah, we need, we need those visas and uh, go on to the days when they used to just make you build your own prison. So there you go. <laughs> Which, if you know anything about history in Western Australia, is exactly what they did at Fremantle That's Prison. Exactly what it is, yeah, yeah. You absolutely nailed it. Well done, well yeah. done, Darren Matthews. Not too bad. So, um, Sean, you're living in Perth. How many years are you over there now? Because you're you're not originally a, a Perth lass. No, uh, God, it's been like thirteen years now. Oh my God, yeah, I came over. Uh, for kind of like a, a holiday just to like get out of Adelaide for a bit. And then I was like, oh, it's really nice over here. And I think quite similar to Adelaide, but I'll probably like cop a bit of heat for that comment because no per- person wants to admit that ever. Uh, I, w- I will attest to that fact as well. Having been in both cities, I can say Thank that you. Thank you. Adelaide and Perth are quite... Uh, I came up with a theory that I was I was talking about on stage where I thought Perth and Adelaide were very um, very similar, and I said instead of giving each other shit and trying to decide which one's worse, you should unite yourselves against the eastern states for all the shit they give you. That's exactly oh man, we I have like a very similar bit like um, on stage as well because I especially when I first moved over there, that's exactly what I kind of like said to some Perth people, and they were just like how dare you how very dare you compare us to your terrible terrible city because i yeah. thought the same thing like the eastern states bags out both cities and both cities are really nice perth is basically like adelaide spread out along a way nicer coastline yeah like that's my my theory actually involved uh, the coastline I, I said that melbourne was talking shit about you because they're jealous that you've actually got a beach oh 100 percent. yeah, yeah melbourne because Colin St Kilda Beach is, that's bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that would be, like, do you guys, what do you guys consider beaches up there? Like, do you, are Irish beaches a thing? Oh, yeah, well, we're a fucking island, for Christ's sake. We've got loads of beaches. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do, I do know that. But I mean, like, in terms of, like, you know, I'm sure Antarctica has coastline as well, but I don't know that there's many people, like, hanging out on the coast. Like, how, how warm does your summer get? It gets, it gets warm enough to warrant us getting in a pair of shorts and getting in the ocean. But if you're going surfing off like the coast of Donegal, which is where they actually have one of the, the tour stops for like the World Surf Championships, 
Uh, it's fucking freezing. You gotta wear like a you gotta wear like a full wetsuit with you know, the, one of the masks. Wow! But our beaches are our beaches are beautiful in like a, a desolate beauty kind of way, not in a <laughs> lovely white sandy beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, in like a a poetry kind of you know forlorn looking out over stormy weather kind of way. Exactly. You're waiting for the husband to come back, but the boat sank. You know that kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's but good they... that way. <laughs> Are they sand or are they like stony, pebbly beaches? Uh, you'll find a mix of both. Sometimes they're beautifully sandy beaches and then other times it's a mix of, um, you know, sand and rocks. Other times you get a full-on pebble beach. And then other times there's a, there's a beach quite close to where I grew up called Cranfield and it's just full of jellyfish all the time. But we go there every summer. You still go? Yeah. Wow. Options are limited. So you're going to go. Yeah, yeah, no, fair. But I mean, you said you're in Ireland. Like, can't you just go to another part of the beach that's not full of jellyfish? Well, you can, there are other beaches. So um, we could go to places like Clotterhead, which is in the south. So we would uh, head down there for the day. That would be like the day trip. Go down, you know, fill up the car for cheap. We do some shopping because things were cheaper there and then drive up the road. And that was only when I was a kid. Then the economy's reversed and everything was cheaper where I'm from. So we were just invaded by people from the South coming up and filling up their cars and buying yeah. cheap electronics. So the, uh, the tables were turned. I, uh, it, was, mm. it was interesting. But, uh, so you've been, you've, but you've been over, yeah, from you being over in Perth for so long, how many years are you doing stand-up? Did you start in Perth or did you start in Adelaide? I started in Perth. I've never actually done stand-up in Adelaide, which Ever. is kind of considering, no, never. Never like inside or outside a festival. Because obviously, I don't know how many people listening are big comedy fans, but obviously Adelaide has the second biggest uh, fringe festival behind Edinburgh in yep. the world. But yeah, I've never been across to do a festival show or to just do the Rhino Room, which is basically the predominant room over there, I believe. I, uh, I did Rhino Room a couple of times when I was over there. And um, I, I did the festival two years ago. So the last time I was in Perth with my buddy. The Adelaide Advertiser, the, what's the, the paper? The Advertiser? Advertiser, yeah. Yeah, the Advertiser came and reviewed our show. It was myself and a, a buddy of mine who's from home but lives in Adelaide, a guy called Sean Quinn. Um, another very... I, think, did I, I feel like I met him. Did he come to Perth with you at some point? Yes, you would have met Sean. He's, a very, he, he's from the same village as me, basically. That's how we know each other. He used to, he used to drink with my brother. There you go. Fun sorry, fact. That just the fact that it's called a village. That just <laughs> yeah, by the way, Australia, calling something a town when there's only 50 people in it, fuck right oh. off, okay? Uh, no, I, I 100% agree. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, we're so very sophisticated over here. We only have cities and whatnot. And shires. Uh, village, village just sounds so cute. Like it yeah. just, you know, like I'm picturing like, <laughs> basically careful careful I'm basically picturing like the smurf village <laughs> like, <laughs> like these cute little like weird mushroom houses with like little thatched roofs and like little windows with like i don't know little gingham curtains like <laughs> i i fully defend australians about how racist you are and look what you're doing to me here like we're all outside our houses in, in fucking tweed caps playing the violin. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can't talk. My grandma's from like a tiny little village in Scotland. Exactly. Um, and that's a village. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I, I'm pretty sure that would be considered a village. I don't think it would be called a town. Like it's, it's very tiny. 
Well, if you, if you want a good laugh, it, although I am from a village, it's got 2,000 people in it, but still a village. Yeah, see, I feel like that's too big for a village. Like, when I picture a village, like you said, it's like, you know, it's something called a town, like the kind of, like the truck stop kind of towns that we have uh, along the no, highway. No, those are not towns. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't just mean, you know, just the big truck stops, but, you know, the yeah. ones that are kind of like, I don't know, maybe they found a little bit of gold there like 200 years ago and then like everyone left, but like five families stayed and then like that became 10 families, which isn't good. Yeah, that's true. Because nobody else moved into the place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we've got a lot of those that I think are called, you know, towns around the place. Yeah. Um, if, if, for the listeners, if you've never been to Australia and you're wondering what these little towns are like, if you've uh, ever seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, it's kind of like mm. Barter Town. That's what it's like. Yeah. Just felt yeah. I, had to, I just felt I had to fire back a, a slight bit of uh, negative image on your country there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I can't, again, I can't defend against that because, yeah. yeah, I've been through some of those towns. Like, like no, that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. I was actually in a town in South Australia at the time I took the train from Perth to Adelaide with my car when I was going cross country. Uh, I went to Cook, South Australia, which services the train. Yep. And there's only five people in the town. Yeah. Yeah. Because there used to be more people in the town, but then they realized it's in the middle of nowhere in South Australia. So they all fucked off. And there's one family and their job is to, to service the train when it lands. I think they just like fill up the water tanks and, you know, whatever, whatever needs done to a train before it heads off to Adelaide. And it's the last stop. Yeah. And you get out and walk around it. It's an old abandoned town. They've still got the schoolhouse and it's fucking creepy. It's a ghost town with one house. Yeah, but I mean, I think they've got Foxtel so they can watch the footy. They're all right. Yeah, well, they're fine then. Oh man, can you imagine how bored that would have been the last month then? Yeah, exactly. I've been, I, my main thing about the lockdown was I was like, I'll be fine. And then I realized there's no sport. So we've been watching reruns. It's, uh, that's how bad it's gotten. I'm actually going to go, um, when I finish this podcast with you, I'm watching a rerun of a game I was at in 2002. That's how <laughs> fucking bad things have gotten. <laughs> wow, not even one that you like missed or possibly, yeah, wow. No, I was at it. Um, Pretty desperate. Uh, yeah. We've got so- a lot of um, <laughs> There's a lot of uh, friends of mine that are, you know, quite keen uh, betters, have a bit of a punt. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, they're feeling it at the moment, but uh, Australia, <laughs> I don't know, in um, in its inventive spirit, <laughs> we've they've started. I'm pretty sure it's like TAB and sports bet are placing bets on like what colour the prime minister's tie is going to be when he comes out for a press conference, and like all this really kind of random stuff that people are just like, we need something, just give us. Just give us anything. Is, it, is he there? Because normally when there's a national emergency, he fucks off on holiday. He... he stayed this time. Did he? he yeah. time. Probably because there's no flights going in and out, really. That probably would have made it a bit harder. Yeah, that's true. He tried to leave, but they were like, no, nah, where you go? Yeah. It's funny because um, at the moment, obviously, like Australia is doing pretty, pretty well um, in terms of where we're at numbers-wise. Um, can we, you know, with COVID and all the things, 
Um, so I think a lot of the, you know, the rest of the world are looking at him going, oh, he's a shining example. <laughs> Everyone here is just like, nice to the fuckhead. Like, yeah. this, is, this is everyone doing the right thing and not going out. This is not him doing amazing stuff. Like, and yeah, just, he's still just the smuggest fuck. You, like... He, well, he's a, yeah. he's a rich old white dude. Australia's got plenty of them. But he's not even... Well, I mean... Not he's not that rich. Like our last, <laughs> it sounds terrible. Our last prime minister was way richer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like, uh, yeah, rich old white guys. The last guy was way better, but at least he could hold a bit of a bit better of a poker face. Like this guy just has. He could be. The thing is, is I don't even know if he knows his face is doing it. Like, I don't think he can control it at all because he can be talking about stuff. It's not even stuff like he should be smug about in any kind of way, but the look just doesn't kind of leave. Like, it's like any second he could just break out into one of those half grins that you just want to slap off a person's face. Yeah. Uh, For those of you um, unaware of world politics, it's a guy called Scott Morrison um, or because Australians... Love an abbreviation. <laughs> Scamo. Scomo. Scott Morrison's on TV this afternoon. Scott Scomo on the on the fucking TV this Arvo. Huh? Scomo on the telly. Telly. Well, telly and TV. T- surely TV. That's oh, t- an extra syllable. You've got me there, bastard. And it kind of and it kind of like flows in better, like telly. Yeah, I I just really always enjoyed the fact that the abbreviation for my name had the same amount of syllables. I fucking hated being called Daza. <laughs> I don't think I ever called you. I mean, maybe like and in an ironic way. I don't think I, but I don't think I ever called you Dazza. I think you called me Daz a couple of times to piss me off. Yeah, that's probably definitely a thing. Hey, Daz. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, you don't like that? Okay, here it is, another fifty times. <laughs> oh man, that's, uh, yeah, that's, think... that's in a nutshell. I think right yeah. there. But in the grand scheme of, of world politics as well, um, as it comes to anything in life, uh, if you're in the Antipodes or in the Southern Hemisphere, this will, of course, become a point of competition between yourselves and New Zealand because they're doing better than you. Uh, New Zealand generally do a bit better at this kind of stuff than us. Jacinta Ardern is like, she just fucking seems like an amazing prime minister. Yeah. Like New Zealand definitely have a lot of their own kind of issues going on like social economic bloody blah but especially like in terms of this kind of response and their responses to most kind of international shit going down like this they just get on it quickly and they just i don't know it's just like that oh it'll be right bro just fucking do the right thing like, yeah if you want a fun fact as well shan's surname is how people say a good thing in new zealand so something is choice that was that was the right thing to do. Yeah, okay. that was good. So there you go. You 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 could make it quite the living over in the NZ there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the only places where the dollar's like worse, less than ours though. Which is why they all live in WA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are in Brisbane too. Brisbane. Yeah, I suppose it's close by if you need to fly back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've I've been really enjoying the fact that as we talked about the competition or the or the difference of it. 
Um, so New Zealand pretty much closed down. I've got a couple of friends living in Auckland. They're like, it's great. We're, we're all, everyone's good. You know, the, the government keeps you pretty much updated and it's all good. And in WA, you guys are still mining like fuck because you got to keep that economy going. Oh yeah. So WA, the, the, the biggest state with the less people is still keeping everybody in fucking takeaway lattes and foie gras over in Melbourne. Hey, someone's got to, you know, that, that mining tax money's got to fucking pay a lot of more job seekers right right now. Yeah, I, I, I was, that's what I was, I was chatting to my cousin about that. He was saying uh, I had to go on the dole for two weeks until I got some other work. And um, I think he just got a job. He said he was um, packing boxes in a warehouse for, for one of the mining companies. But when you're an immigrant, a job is a job. So fuck it, do it. And, uh, uh, and the, Like that's, especially like when the the ISO kind of started, like they were the only jobs that were kind of going were like everyone was being like laid off from their jobs, but the increase in things like warehousing kind of jobs and distro like jobs and even just night fill type jobs in like supermarkets, everyone was like immediate start. Like just, we need people unpacking stuff because everyone's going mental and buying all the toilet paper. (laughs) You guys really excelled at that one. There was a couple of brilliant videos came out of Australia. People are the worst sometimes. I I don't I don't understand. I um, like, my my favorite thing and something that has, has actually happened in um, in Ireland as well, which I'm I'm sort of half laughing and half ashamed of, was the <laughs> uh, the even more blatant racism against Chinese people, where racists don't seem to realize that you have to have been Chinese in China and been affected by. The, it's not like all Chinese people have COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. We had racial attacks on people who were born in like Ireland. Thing or something. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fucked. I saw a couple of videos of that from like Sydney as well. And we had it here in Ireland. Somebody attacked a Chinese restaurant and I was like, why? Yeah, just their kind of really shitty racist form of protest. Like, oh yeah, take that. My idea of a whole country yeah <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. I've, I've, i haven't tried to engage with too many of those people online but i have seen i think it was a, uh, after after one of those attacks one of my friends posted it up basically on her facebook and said this is disgraceful and one of her friends who's who i don't know pretty much put underneath it saying these are disgusting people they're killing us all because they didn't tell us about all this and uh, I just messaged underneath it. Yeah, but after three or four pints, you'd still definitely go and get a curry chip. So, yeah, stop, stop, put, <laughs> stop putting your own bullshit out here and using it as an excuse. It's like the Americans. Trump's a ritual. Or Trump's a, a fucking ritual white dude who's saying all the stuff that people wish they could say, and now they're like, he tells it how it is. I'm like, this is just racism. Calm yourself. Oh, it's but it's not even. Oh, he tells it how it is. Like he tells it like stupider than those people even kind of think it is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's, he like, he like doubles down on the stupidity and then like goes back and tries to go like, Oh no, I was being, um, I was just being sarcastic or, you know, and you're like, that's not that that's not sarcasm <laughs> like I, i've been to america they do not get sarcasm because irish people are very fucking sarcastic they do not get it like if you, if yeah, you say yeah, something I, sarcastic they'll be like why would you say that I'm like, yeah i don't mean it that was a, a you know what never mind okay yeah that that sort of dry humor is very 
yeah, I was there last year as well um, for for a little bit. And yeah. I actually got a really nice compliment after a gig from a lady. Um, and she basically said, like, don't, um, if people try and tell you to, like, um, you know, be, be louder or be, you know, she's like, don't dumb yourself down. Don't. And I'm like, oh, thank, thank you. And then, like, I, I kind of walked away from it, though, going, like, am I, I didn't realise that I came across as any kind of highbrow. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> you know my stuff. Like, I'm really not, uh, you know, deep thought kind of commentary on <laughs> if you've never seen If you've never seen Shan's stuff, she's got a great bit about uh, vaginal wash. So... <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she just really wanted to make sure that I, yeah, just played to those higher audiences. I'm didn't. pretty sure that lady just gave you the comedy version of, you know, you'd be so much prettier if you smiled and wore a bit of makeup. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she really did. I've been, like, taking it as a nice thing. She's like, um, actually, don't worry. You don't have to try and, like, be likable like all those other like comedians you know how like they just say relatable things like yeah don't feel like you need to do that like you don't need to okay yeah you just keep doing you babe yeah uh the eternal debate of women in comedy you're just like oh it's a it's a woman comedian i'm just like it's a comedian like what the uh -huh. fuck? don't get me started on this you know what i mean people are funny or they're not funny this is not an exclusivity it's not a fucking yeah. job for sad little white lads you know what i mean Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, God. Uh, I think we've had this discussion several times. But, I mean, it's not too bad. You're over in Perth. Having run an open mic night for as long as I did, uh, I'm very aware of how many of those sad little white dudes think it is exclusively for them. Yeah. And fair play to you for not quitting comedy after running a comedy club. So, that's good of you. Oh, it definitely, like, tainted my, like, view of things for a while. Like, but it also, like, I don't know. I let it kind of like annoy me and demotivate me rather than like motivate me to just like not have to be around there as much. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you don't have any good dick jokes because, you know, you don't have a dick. So what are you going to do about it? Eh? Yeah, I, I don't understand those things at all. Yeah. I don't get how they work. I, I, uh, the other thing is as well, I don't even have any dick jokes. So that's something that I completely skipped. When I got into comedy, I totally missed the memo about trying to say the most horrific, dirty thing you can and passing it off as a joke. I was like, no, I used to watch like really old comedians and like joke structure. And that's how I started. I didn't, people are like, I'm going to be like Frankie Boyle, but I'm going to tell a rape joke. I'm like, Jesus Christ, lads, what are you doing? This is, this is not comedy. Yeah. This is you saying yeah, the most vile thing you can think of. Going like, oh, I'm going to see. I, I really want to like raise the tension here so I can like, yeah, get the, get the release of, you know, so that the payoff and blah, blah, blah. And they're talking all this technical comedy stuff. And you're like, you don't understand how to elicit laughter out of a person. Like don't go into weird stuff like that before you've even learned, you know, it's like, don't try to run before you've learned to crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, 
like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be super edgy. Like, yeah, fuck the PC, fucking bullshit. I'm going to be super edgy. Like, how about just try to make them laugh? Like, it's, yeah, they just want to get on stage and say the, the most like hardcore thing that they can because they're allowed, you know, quote unquote, like, like, don't censor me, man. Just because you're not in a conversation with someone who would like tell you to shut your mouth. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what it is. It's like, this is like the stuff you want to say in your office, (laughs) but you're not allowed to. So you're like, ha ha, you can't stop me here. You're like, no, but they can still not like it. Yeah. And you don't get to go, oh, yeah, they just don't get me. You're like, no, you need to do better. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. I think the main principle of comedy is if people aren't laughing, you're not funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fairly simple rule of it elicits one response. And if you're not yeah. getting the one response, maybe think about learning guitar. You know? <laughs> one of my pet hates... And like you sort of, you know, especially at like an open mic or something like that is when you hear like, you know, a very average joke, even if it gets something from a crowd, it's obviously not as much as like the comedian wants. And they're like, oh, that deserves more. And you know it. And you're like, no, it deserves what they gave you. Mm-hmm. And you should know it. Like that's, <laughs> you know, like occasionally you have just like, a, you know, a flat crowd that, you know, just doesn't want to be there or whatever. Yeah. No, I've, no, I've done that where it's, no, I've, I've done that where it's been a joke I've told 50 times. That's always worked. And then I do it the 51st time and it gets nothing. And I think I said that one time out of pure panic, I went, that only yeah. works. Yeah. But see, but again, I, I, I didn't that, say it in like, that that's a fucking that brilliant joke. Works. Fuck you guys. Yeah. That normally works is a very different sentiment to like, Oh, you're wrong about how much you laughed at that. Like you should laugh more. Like, yeah. my instant response to that is like, no, I, I laughed. Like, you got the appropriate <laughs> amount of laughter. Like, don't tell me I laughed an incorrect amount at something. Like, yeah, that's a I, weird thing. But one of the other things as well about, about from Perth, from when I lived there, especially in present times, the, the two different responses of basically how the city works is when I moved there, it was like, uh, oh, fuck Perth, the most isolated city in the world. And now people with the whole COVID thing are like, fuck Perth, the most isolated yeah. city in the world. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I don't know how we did today. I didn't see it, but I think yesterday was the first case that we had had in like over a week, like new case. Yeah. I think we've maybe only got it, like, it's definitely less than 10 cases, active cases at the moment. Everyone else has either recovered or... I think we only had like a few people pass away. That's uh, weirdly enough, that's good because we're we've been lumped in with the numbers for because I'm, I'm I live in uh, Northern Ireland. We've been lumped in with the numbers for the UK. So even though uh, we're doing okay in Northern Ireland, the UK is fucked. But you have to remember yeah. that we're on two different islands as well. So, and I'm fucking happy to be on a different island to those people that are out having V Day parties and doing conga lines in their fucking village in England. I'm just like, don't please don't come over here. Stay there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the footage that you see coming out of the states in places, and you're just like, "What the? What is yeah. wrong with you? Like, what? You're literally holding up a sign saying, 'I demand a haircut.' 
like yeah. then cut your hair like you know we would, I'm sort of like joking about it before my fringe being in my face at the moment but like at the end of the day I could cut it like and who are you worried about it looking bad for you're yeah. inside your own house not seeing people anyway or you're like, supposed to be yeah exactly yeah so it's just I people are the worst sometimes like they yeah they really it's, are it's um Yes, but definitely interesting. But I mean, the other thing is as well, Australia is fucking massive with not that many people in it. So especially over in, in WA, because there's, I think WA, Perth city itself has the same population as Northern Ireland. But that's us in like a little, a couple of counties, you know what I mean? We're all spread out. Belfast is a city where I live now, which is only, I think it's 300,000 people. It's not a big place. Yeah. Well, the actual, like, what's considered Perth and like the suburbs that you know how spread out it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Like, so where, you know, even in the city center where, you know, population and like high density living, it's nowhere near what it would be, you know, in London. So like people are just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh man. And you know, places like New York and stuff like that. Like I've got friends in New York. One of my friends actually got uh, COVID him and his wife, they got it and recovered. Um, he's a cartoonist uh, from Perth, Jason Chatfield. Okay. Um, yeah. So he actually wrote a bunch of, like did a bunch of cartoons and stuff about it when he had it. Um, check it out. I think it's New Yorker. Oh, fuck. He works for the New Yorker. That's, that's quite a, quite a well-to-do yeah. publication for Plato. Yeah. Yes, he, uh, he's, done, he's done good. Perth boy done good. Done really, and, really good. And like most people that do well in Perth, he's had the fuck off out of it to do well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, very far. We have the no, same he, thing here. Uh, yeah. Very talented man. Works for Mad as well, Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we've definitely had to do that. Um, that's been... I mean, like, even guys like Dave Allen, the, the famous comedian, got famous in Australia before he got famous. He was never really famous in Ireland because... He was quite controversial at the time, so he had to leave, and then he ended up working in uh, ended up working in England for like BBC and ITV because his his material at the time was what was seen as edgy because he was quite critical of the Catholic Church. So he never got on TV or radio in Ireland. Yeah, so he had to sort of go elsewhere and then come back and get the acclaim. Yeah, but he, he basically started off. He had a talk show in Australia. That's that's where he got famous in the sixties. Yeah. But, mad, but madness the way you have to sort of do that stuff but I mean when I had arrived in Australia I'd only been doing comedy for a year and I arrived in and I fucking loved it I thought comedy in Australia really helped me develop taught me to kind of speak slower and basically get into what I'm supposed to be doing so it was uh, it was a good experience for me as well and I'm sure at the start everyone was probably just laughing at my accent but eventually I learned to write a few jokes <laughs> Well, it's, it, it would be such a weird, I was literally just thinking about that when you said you were a year in coming over, like how much that would kind of affect, because, you know, a year in, you've got no idea what you're doing um, at all. <laughs> so hey, 10 years to, in, I'm still fucking making this up as I go along. So Yeah, that's what I was, I was just sort of like thinking back on it going like, oh God, and you have no idea that you are that clueless either. Like you kind of every now and then you kind of think, oh, I think I'm getting 
a bit of an idea and then like looking back you're like oh god no not at all not not at all like yeah <laughs> i think the I kindest thing you can do to an open micer is go don't worry you're not supposed to know like don't and don't think you know because you don't and then like like oh that seems kind of mean you're like no it's it's not yeah. trust me you'll like it sucks it's like it's like when adults would tell you as a kid like oh this doesn't matter now like don't worry you'll understand when you're older like <laughs> like oh whatever yeah like pretty much you're an adult and you just like catch yourself saying it to a kid and you're like oh this is that oh okay right yeah. i i kind of equate it to whenever i was growing up and my mum would be like you know you have to be respectful of women but all of all of like the really hot girls in school wanted to go out with like the dickhead who treated them like shit <laughs> and i was like mom i'm being nice to these girls i'm getting nowhere and she was like those girls don't know what they want but they will figure this out <laughs> so you just you just keep being nice it's like you know when company just keep going keep doing gigs keep learning and eventually you'll you'll end up somewhere nice you know what i mean so as being nice working for you yeah it's it's well, fuck's it. going okay nobody's dead yet no unplanned pregnancies no failed marriages keep up the good work everyone nice nice living the irish dream fucking right actually i think the <laughs> irish dream is to live like a mile away from your mom and have eight kids so i haven't got that right yet either um I live in Belfast and my, my family are all out, are all down close to my mom's house where I'm, where I'm from. So, uh, but no, no plans, no, no plans to move back home just yet. No. Uh, I mean, I'm running, I'm running a comedy club or a night. It's, it's one night a month, a monthly club in Newry, the, the city I'm from <laughs> city. It's like 40,000 people. It's, it's a town. We talked about villages and it's a town. <laughs> Uh, and then Belfast, I run a monthly night in a lovely place called the Sunflower Bar. But of course, nothing's running at the minute. And I think it's, we've, we've discussed this before. I think it's going to be hard to get comedy back because people are going to be, well, regulated and socially distanced. And then the two rooms I run are both like 50 seaters, which is brilliant when they're packed in. It's just the most amazing atmosphere. Like a small oh, packed it's... room is better. But when you can't run a show, and I don't know how I'm going to put 20 people in a room and have them sit two meters, that's... There's no and flow that, in there. There's no yeah, energy. I've actually, the last couple of days, been talking to another couple of um, comedian friends about exactly that because um, that's how they're going to be, obviously, stepping back into opening things up will be... Uh, they just announced um, sort of the how things will be eased here. I think the 18th of May, they're going to be... We're already at, like, level one, so you're allowed to gather, <clears throat> excuse me, gather inside or outside of your home already, like with groups of 10 people, as long as you're like socially distanced, there's no like cafes or anything like that open at the moment. But um, 18th of May, they're looking at sort of like smaller cafes and bars with food service opening up to uh, 20 people um obviously socially distanced and things like that um and then i think the next level where they're looking at and again sort of like i think it'll be four or five weeks down the line depending on you know how that sort of goes and if there's any big outbreaks and whatnot yeah um i think then that looks up to like maybe 30 or 40 people but i mean you know like comedy lounge in Perth, like, you know, the size of that venue and having to have people 
not just way less people in a space, but also have them spaced out. Like that's <laughs> that's the worst setup for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, want, you know, I you don't want, want, pack, I want everybody together. Try and pack as many people into the tightest space as possible. Yeah. Even if you have a quiet room, you want to have those people, you know, united and feel like they're a whole rather than, you know, individual tables and things like that spread out around a space, which sounds like exactly how things are going to be stepped back in. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, over here, I don't, at present, income-wise, I've, I've got my furlough wages from my, my proper people job. So yeah. I'm not panicking about restarting my two nights, and I'm not going to until it's fully safe to do so. I don't think mm-hmm. I would come back and try and do a half room. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in people being uncomfortable in the space. And the psychology yeah. of comedy is people laugh when they're comfortable and when yeah. they feel like part of a unit where they're not embarrassed. Like if you're at a house party and somebody tells a joke, one person laughs and three people don't, the person who laughed will feel embarrassed. You don't want that yeah. in a fucking comedy club. Yeah, exactly. So which is how it, which is how it feels when everyone's sort of spaced out. And if you are that one person that laughs, you know, everyone just sort of like turns and looks and they're like, Oh, that guy. Oh, that's what, what's he laughing at? And yeah, you don't want people to feel like you said, you don't want someone to feel uncomfortable so that if someone like laughs, and then maybe coughs, like, you know, is everyone just going to be like, oh God, like, you know, we're yeah. all going to die. Like, um, no, I just smoke. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I do have to say as well, though, if you're ever at a comedy club and the only noise you can hear is someone coughing, that comedian is not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I, I think about like if a if a smoker like starts yeah. like laughing a lot, you know, when that laugh just turns into like the cough, and they're just like, yeah, you're like, oh my god, are you gonna, are you okay? Like, do you yeah. need some water? I was I was just thinking of the chain reaction of of what I've seen that that elicits when you're in a comedy club where it's a quiet room, somebody's dying on their arse, one person coughs, and then you'll hear a comedian whisper from the back of the room, "Fucking the MC's gonna have a tough one when he gets back out here." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got work to do. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I hope he's got a fun game they can play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do miss like I do miss performing though, which is one of the one of the things that I'm, I'm obviously stuck in the house. So even though I'm not working, I do actually just miss getting up and fucking telling jokes. And I had um, I had planned to hopefully maybe try and get over around Europe later in the year. I was googling about that and talking to a few people about maybe going and you know my my true love in life is travel comedy just lets me do it so i was trying to see about doing that and i had previously been invited back over to southeast asia which i did last year but of course can't do that now so all this shit might just get moved a year or two but it's a bit of a pain in the arse but it has kind of made me more determined as well to want to do more of that now i'm told i can't get on a plane i'm like i want to get the fucking plane because that's what we're like yeah that seems <laughs> that seems about right that's what got people that's what got us in in trouble in the first place was hey like, hey no here in ireland people going on fucking ski trips to italy is what got us in trouble i don't know what happened in in the australia but that's what happened to us. well it was sort of it was sort of the same here like you know government's kind of going oh everyone should start coming back you know you should really start coming back if you're overseas really start making your way back but there's still like holiday fairs on sale and people are like fuck it I'm going to Japan. 
Like, really? Yeah. Jesus. Bali's tourism must be fucking wiped out with nobody from WA. Bali's, uh, Bali's struggling at the moment because it's obviously such a tourist destination. And especially like from here, it's, it's cheaper to go to Bali and holiday in Bali from Perth and virtually go to Margaret river. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What you're getting for the money that you're spending versus. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, do you want a block of cheese that costs 50 bucks or do you want a box of bintang? <laughs> Let's fucking do it. It's good cheese, though. It's yeah, really it's, cheese. it's fucking lovely cheese, the Market River Cheese Company. I used to live close to it and there's no, there's no uh, mathematical equation as to why I gained a bit of weight working on a farm in Australia. <laughs> you're like, but I'm doing so much farm work and, you know, I'm, I'm being so active. And you're like, yeah. yeah, but you're also consuming two kilos of cheese a day. Yeah, free wine, free cheese, two breweries I could walk to. Oh, Jesus, I'm surprised I'm not dead. Goat. I want to go goat, basically. This is, you know, and and yet you wonder why people come here to like, you know, uh, to backpack and, you know, work as fruit picking because yeah. you also are on an artisanal, you know, <laughs> cheese and wine and brewery tour. Yeah. Never knew I liked cheese until it was just fucking getting shoveled into my face. It was delightful. Uh, my... <laughs> My favorite story about whenever I, I mean, obviously when I would go back to Perth to do gigs, when I was living in Margaret River and driving up and down the road, which became sort of commonplace and something I, it doesn't bother me. Like here in Ireland, if I have to drive to a gig, like people will go, fuck, that's hours away. That's going to take you like three hours to get there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not, that is not a big deal. It's like, and I've got a couple of podcasts and a good album to listen to. I'll be fine. But that was something that trained me because when I was, obviously when I was younger and hadn't lived anywhere else, going on holidays in Ireland was like a three-hour drive. Three-hour drive for your fucking holidays, you know what I mean? And you're on the other coast. Yeah, that, that, that to me seems insane. Like, for yeah. anyone there to complain about like, oh, it's, you know, it, I can't believe it took us four hours. And you're like, yeah, but you drove from one side of the country to the other. Like, that's insane to do in that yeah. amount of time. <laughs> like, because as well... It's mad we as well. We drove from the bottom to the top when I was a kid and back on holiday. And yeah. that took like weeks. Because <laughs> we like obviously stopped like along the way and stuff. But it's like, yeah, n- n- no, I can't imagine just going, oh, yeah. But that's why like I haven't really gone around Europe too much. But just being able to like, yeah, drive through several countries in a day. Oh, yeah, like, just cruise through. It's... um. It's funny as well for us as well, because obviously here in Ireland, your accent changes every 10 miles. Yeah. So we would, yeah. we would drive across the country and be like, these people sound like fucking, holy my, oh my God. You're in Australia and you go from Perth to Queensland and you pronounce about four words differently. Uh, a Queensland accent's a pretty broad Australian accent though. Yes. I lived in Brisbane and I was like, oh my God, you sound like the TV Aussies. Yeah. Oh, g'day mate. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I, I remember ta- I got heckled about this in Perth where I was talking about, you know, crossing the country and the accents being the same. And I was wondering how, how that happened. And then a guy in Perth basically interrupted me and was like, that's not true. And I was like, are you saying the accents aren't the same? And he went, no, they're pronounced lighter differently. <laughs> I went, what? Lighter. He goes, he went, we say lighter. They say lighter. And I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking God, you interrupted me to tell me that. 
man. I was like, this heckle has taken a minute and a half and I'm doing like a 15 minute set, you piece of shit. And he probably thought he was like, nah, seriously though. Like, yeah. it's completely different. Just yeah. listen. I will, I will educate this foreigner. <laughs> yeah. I was born, I was born in Brisbane. So I was born with that accent. Uh, and then when I was nine, we moved to Adelaide, which uh, in terms of Australian accents is probably the closest to an English accent of all of the, yeah, of all of the capital cities. And when, so that's like nine years old, that's like year four. So halfway through primary school and yeah, moving to Adelaide. Uh, I lost my my Brisbane accent very quickly because yeah, it was just like I'm sorry. What is what is that word like? Like we call like bathers. Like what do you like swimmers? What would you call? Just just your swimming trunks. Yeah, swimming trunks. Like so in Adelaide they're called bathers. In Brisbane they're called togs. Uh, we would say togs over here sometimes as well. Get your togs. Yeah. Adelaide, yeah, they had never heard of that word. Like, you, you what? What are you? I'm like, oh, you, yeah, let's go in the pool. Like, let's go in the what? In the pool? In the pool? Yeah. Like, well, very... I, I have one story about Queenslanders, and then I want to get on to something that, that involves all of the states in Australia that you can clear up for me, because I lived there and <laughs> just could not fucking get this right. Uh, first thing was, although you're saying about moving from Queensland, my cousin Brendan was born in Townsville and his mother brought him back to Ireland when he was five. Wow. And I was four. So you imagine that a Queenslander. And I remember, I remember to this day, I'm 34 years old. So 30 years ago, I met this dude for the first time. And my dad went, this is your cousin, Brenton. And he went, g'day. And he's a little, like, look at me. My cousin is a little tan fucker, who, you know, from Australia. And he was like, this is your cousin. And I went, he can't be my no. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I have cousins that live in Townsville. Yeah, but I, I just couldn't compute it because I was like, I've never met this man before. Why, why, why are you just introducing him to me now? And I'm like, oh, he used to live in yeah. Australia. And I was like, what the fuck's in Australia? <laughs> a what? And yeah, an Australian, like a, a Queensland, especially Townsville as well. That's yeah. like Northern yeah. Queensland is even like a step up on a Brisbane kind of Queensland accent. Country Queenslander. So, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. You just like, no, you've just, you've just picked up a stranger off the street if, from a completely different country somehow and so, brought him in here. So he moved here and started school. Like after the summer, he started school here with a Queensland accent in the 1990s, wow. like the early nineties in fucking Northern Ireland when the place is on fire. And not bushfires. It was mostly bombs. And we, he was brought home and just put into school. And now he's 35 years old. He has the broadest Irish accent you've ever heard. His accent is, I mean, obviously being a kid, it would go completely. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially starting school. Like, having not gone to school at all. And then kind of just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just going to like, and all these kids going, what? What are you saying? What? What's that word? What? Yeah. So oh, the, God. the the one I wanted to, to talk to you about before before we go, which has always confused me. Um, in Australia, you guys have a, a federal government and then a state government, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
why has there never been anybody that organized at a federal level the size of your beer? Why is this a fucking, why do I have to learn new sizes every time I change state? And Adelaide um, is the worst fucking scammer because I ordered a pint and some <laughs> fucker gave me a schooner. Yeah, schooners are, schooners are bullshit. Yeah, and then the guy went, you mean an imperial pint? I went, no, I mean a fucking pint. It's a unit of measurement, you piece of shit. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, that's a very good, because you think, especially like around like racing, gaming and liquor, like, and, you know, responsible service of alcohol laws, like it would just be, yeah, a standard drink. But yeah, you have to know that a standard drink <laughs> means like seven different drinks across the states. Like there's yeah. the shot glass, there's, you know, <laughs> the midi. The... A, in, in Melbourne, there's a pony, which is quite literally a shot glass. A shot glass oh, of beer. Yeah. What'd you fuck yeah. off? Yeah. I remember I'd never seen one of those before. I think the first time I'd heard about that, I was working in a bar in WA and someone from Melbourne came in and asked for one. And I was like, a what? Like, is that a kind of, like, I thought they were asking for a type of beer and I was like, oh, nah, man, we don't have that. Like what we've, you know, it's just like what's on tap here or, you know, there's a couple of different stubbies in the fridge, but it's not a lot. And he was like, no, no, like a pony. Like, what have you got on tap? Like, he's like, I'll get that, but a pony. And I'm like, Do you, it, uh, is that, and I'm thinking like, fuck, is that, I thought it was like a bigger, I don't know why. I don't know why I would have thought it was a bigger size. Horses are big. That makes total sense. Yeah, but well, a pony's like a small horse, though. So, you, yeah. Well, I mean, but, obviously, you, you've seen my bit of material about this, which is about the schooner, which I thought was a bigger unit when, because when somebody said to me a schooner, I thought a schooner is a boat, oh, a boatload. Boat, yeah. Somebody, yeah. oh, there's a fucking boatload of that. I'm like, oh yeah, give it here. And then they got it's the light line. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, in Ireland, that's like, what we drink. You, everything you get's a pint. And if you ask for a half, you'd be ridiculed. You know that kind of way? So it's just like, yeah. Well, depending on the bar you go into in Adelaide as well, you know, schooner glasses look exactly like pine glasses, that shape of it's like trickery. a you know, pine glass. But it's, you know, they're slimmer and fucking just smaller. So you're just like, oh, hang on. What's going Oh, yeah. my hand's gotten bigger. Like, I know yeah. I'm not very ladylike, but... It's, yeah. it's annoying and it's annoying in the sense where uh, that is one of my, one of my other bits where I'm like, Oh, my hand must have swelled on the plane. Um, <laughs> it's, when you, when you go over to the different places and like some places you ask for a midi and they don't have that and you're like, uh, uh okay. You know, but I, I honestly, it had to come from Australia 150 years ago, whenever it would take you fucking two weeks to sail from Brisbane to Perth. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Somebody would arrive and go, Oh, we do that differently over there. And they're like, well, fuck off back there. Then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, who, yeah, we do it this way. If you like that, go there. The we old go. Australian classic. Why don't you fuck off back where you came from? <laughs> <laughs> Which when I was emceeing in Perth was my favorite thing to say to people. If they told me they were from the Eastern States, I used to love doing that. <laughs> I used to go, I, I love saying this as an immigrant. Why don't you fuck off back where you came from? Well, yeah. WA, like they had a, a referendum like I was a while ago now there's always yeah. talk of it there's always talk like a brewing of like a WA they want to secede from the rest of the country you are the Quebec of Australia yeah 
because they're like, oh, well, you know, it, it's all our resources and all our resource money goes to Canberra to get spent on Eastern state stuff. Yeah. That's the, the sort of underlying gripe of um, the Republicans, <laughs> the WA Republican movement. <laughs> Uh, hey, I know all about Republican movements growing up here. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it'd be like, oh, God. I don't even know who our person would be. It'd be like Gina <laughs> Reinhardt or something. Yeah. Oh, God, is Gina still going? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think she's immortal from all that virgin's blood she drinks. So, um, yeah. Yeah, she does have, like, a... I don't know what the lifespan of, like, the hut people are. But, like... <laughs> She's got a definite <sighs> hut vibe. Dean of the hut. Oh my god. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. the outback, some of the outback in uh, fucking Aussie does look like that planet they're on, where they feed feed the guys into the Sarlacc pit. That's that's the Kimberley, isn't it? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I can see there being some sort of like, yeah, Sarlacc dune esque monster like cruising about in the red desert out there. Somebody just hasn't found it yet. It's been very sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you done, I mean, comedy-wise in WA, have you done much outside Perth? Have you done like the, the little towns? And I, I don't, I've done a lot of that kind of stuff for guys like Julian Canny. We're like, come up to Geraldton. We'll do a gig in a town 200 miles inland. I love that shit. <laughs> I've done, um, I've done Geraldton for the Cannies once. I've done it as part of, uh, Sydney Comedy Festival Roadshow once. I haven't really done like little WA towns. I've gone down south. Like, I've done Bustleton. I did Bustleton Fringe this year, earlier this year, like not that long before we sort of went into ISO kind of stuff with um, Sammy Shah, Kieran Lyons, Craig Quartermain, and Brendan Burns. Fuck, that's a good lineup. It was really fun. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really good, like, yeah, because we just had, like, an Airbnb house down in Bustleton. Nice. And um, it was really good, like, Sam, because obviously Sammy, Kieran, and Craig all at one point, well, and Brendan, technically, although, like, yeah, I was never doing comedy, and he was, like, when he started in Perth. But, um, yeah, Sammy, Kieran, and Craig all um, started comedy well, Sammy had already done some comedy over in Pakistan, but when he first moved to Australia, he lived up in Northern in WA. So, like, they all started comedy in Australia in Perth. So it was, like, a good, I don't know, like, a good catch-up. And, like, like, just a good good bunch of people yeah. to share in a house. Sa- Sammy and Brendan, had to come on. And Brendon was in a different house. So was, it was he? Uh, oh, rock star, yeah. eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the first night he was there. No, the first night he wasn't there, rather. Yeah, no, we have, um, Sammy's actually coming on to do an episode, so, uh, so he said, he said he'll do one, but I have to get the time zones right, so hopefully I'm not keeping people, either I'm going to be recording this late at night for you, or late at night for me, it's just the way that the old time zones work. Yeah, well, and they've got what's Melbourne, three hours, another three hours ahead of us, so. That will never not fucking blow my mind, being in a country where... A, a different town in the country is a different time zone. That's just fucking completely mental to us. It's like several different time zones though. Like yeah. and the thing is, the whole of WA doesn't do daylight savings. Yes. But the east, but 
most of the eastern states do. Queensland, which is on the eastern coast, and WA both don't do daylight savings, but like everyone else does. It's so stupid. So if you're on the if you're on the same latitude as a, in a town in New South Wales as a town in Queensland, you're an hour ahead anyway. Yep. Ah, Jesus. Yep. Is it latitude? Long, long, sorry, longitude. Latitude is that one. Yeah. Longitude is that one. But yeah. um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting place. Australia is a, a fascinating country, and Canada was the same. Whenever I moved there, there would be you know like hockey night in Canada. It would be there's like four different time zones, and it would tell you what time it was on at. And in Australia, Adelaide's a fucking half hour time zone. Yeah. What? You're like, oh, it's yeah. half four here, so it's six o'clock in Melbourne. I was like, oh, would you fuck off, would you? <laughs> that definitely sounds like something you would make up to confuse tourists. I always thought, when people were telling me stuff about Australia, I thought they were picking on me. I was like, this is oh, half an hour. It's half an hour down the road. You mean I have to drive for half an hour? No, the time is di- half an hour different. Yeah. Just down the road. <laughs> always thought people were fucking picking on me being like because we do that in ireland to americans when american tourists come over here we tell them all sorts of lies to make them buy stuff <laughs> and then they go back and you know what i mean it's uh well i mean you know drop bears drop bears is a good example uh here in ireland it's mostly the leprechaun thing so uh what we would do is we would tell americans the leprechauns definitely do exist uh canadians are slightly smarter so we have to tell them that leprechauns I think, what did I say to a Canadian guy one time? He was like, uh, he said, uh, he's like, oh, so like the leprechauns thing's all bullshit. It's all folklore and stuff. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something we tell the Americans. Obviously, leprechauns have been extinct for years. So uh, um, another country that doesn't get sarcasm. So he was just like, no way. Did you guys find like skeletons or something? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I can't even, like, it blows my mind that, like to me i'd be like oh they're playing they're playing along that you know they're like oh yeah oh wow you do have leprechauns i'd be like oh yeah they're playing along with it like with the joke and then you're like no no they actually i is that just naivety like are they just are they is it like is it like an x-files thing like and i want to believe like you know oh i'd love for there to be like magic little people in a country maybe so there are i mean the the folklore in ireland is fucking mad uh, the stuff that we have over here so uh I, I could do a whole separate podcast i'll actually send you a podcast by a guy called blind boy from the rubber bandits he did one with it like an expert on folklore and it's actually fascinating stuff that i would have read about when i was a kid and like fairy stories and stuff like that which is they're a bit more sinister here in ireland it's not a, they're not all tinkerbell and wings they're more like stealing babies and prophesizing yeah, death and I, stuff uh, I used to have a few like uh, a few books like that when I was a kid, like from my grandma again, like Scottish, and like you know the like the Grimm's kind of fairy tales and things like yeah. that, or the the proper ones where you're like, oh, that was that's a very different ending to the one that kind of gets touted around <laughs> in books. You're like, oh, oh, they just died in the swamp. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, tale of the story. It's like it's like, it's like the horror movie ending, the false ending, where yeah. you know, they they kill the killer, but then they find out they've been buried alive. You know that kind of way. Like, oh, we can't get out, and yeah. it just ends. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay then. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, um. Woods. <laughs> uh, Billy Connolly did once say though that the Scots were just a medley of Irish tribe anyway, so it's fine, and it's been proven that the Celts moved through Ireland and they went. It's not raining enough, and went to Scotland, so they're fucking. 
the languages are very similar as well. There's like a Scots Gaelic and then there's, you know, Irish, which is a Gaelic language. So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, bleed over. And then there's obviously the thing where in Ireland, we had a thing called the Plantations of Ulster, which is where this lovely accent comes from, where they gave a lot of the best farmland to a lot of Scottish settlers. And they all came back over to Ireland. So that was sort of like, like a, a land clearance, moving the people off their land. So the Northern Ireland accent is actually a Scottish accent from like 300 years ago and an Irish accent just mixed together. Ah. So that's why we sound so weird. And we say things like I and we, that's where that comes from. They don't get that in the South. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a bit of, bit oh, of history. Yeah. It's also horrendous as well because an Irish accent is lovely and a Scottish accent is lovely, but much in the same way where I like roast beef dinners and I like ice cream, but you don't fucking have them together. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't mix these things. <laughs> well, we don't have any kind of distinct accent from anywhere, so ours is just not ours is just kind of nothing. Unless it's a Queenslander saying lighter. <laughs> oh well, then it's lighter. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's just phenomenal that the size of Australia and people sound the same. Do people do people in Tasmania have a different accent? Because they're sort of they're off the island. You know what I mean? I think it's more racist. <laughs> I don't know how an accent could be racist. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, that's that's unfair. I'm sorry, Tasmanians. I just love um, that. I was just like I was talking to a guy from Tassie the other day. He used the word "coloured." <laughs> yeah, not that any of our history is good with our native people, but Tasmania has some like extra fucked up like history with native people. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't believe so yeah yeah it's kind of disappointing because like i mean i think personally that there's definitely like like subtle difference between you know eastern western and south australia south australia has like a very almost like standalone kind of accent it's very very posh kind of sounding in terms of like what what the world considers an Australian accent is very different, like to the actual Adelaide accent. Yeah. But it's it's disappointing, you know. You look at somewhere like England, Ireland, where you know, like you said, it's every like ten miles down the road or something. People sound completely different. And even like America, like you know, the difference between like the East Coast and the West Coast kind of accent. And then you've got <clears throat> excuse me, like the South, like. I wish we had like a bit more of a differentiation between, but I guess we haven't even really been around that long as a country either. Like, yeah, true. I mean, there's been people in Ireland for like 8,000 years, so you're going to get a bit of change over there. Yeah. Like we've had, well, we've had people here for some 60, of the longest 60,000 years, time. isn't it? Yeah. It's like one of the oldest civilizations. It's pretty yeah. cool actually. It's very impressive. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, but of but, course, yeah. then my joke in Australia, Ben, went that um, I used to say, oh, you know, there's been a lot of trouble with uh, immigration here in Australia. Started in about 1788. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> love that shit. Yeah, they should have gotten really tougher on boat people a lot sooner. And, yeah, fucking you know, right, yeah. Things would have worked out a lot better. Yeah, I, I always used to really enjoy people complaining about boat people and then saying stuff like their family had been there for 150 years. And I'm like, how did they arrive? Yeah. yeah. 
oh super yeah you're you're really you know born and bred australian aren't you yeah but it's a uh, it's, it's it's an interesting country as well and a lot a lot of these sort of post-colonial places you guys have a, a bit of a hangover but i one thing to, to talk about which i think will be interesting to the my dozens of listeners is um australia's perception of how we view you versus what you're actually like so australian media will portray you guys as all living by the beach so we're talking home and away neighbors which is a global phenomenal yeah and, uh, so obviously we all imagine that you all live by the beach and the weather's always lovely and um you're all quite chilled out laid back surfers not yeah, true those, at those all national geographic, those national geographic programs uh yeah. neighbors and home and away yeah this is this is perception uh, and also as i used to say to people don't be worried about like big scary things in australia it's the little fuckers that'll kill you mm. you know what i mean people yeah. are just like oh my god what about look at the size of that fucking thing i'm just like that's a constrictor that will have to catch you to kill you uh, this little thing that lives in your boot that bites you you know come in a bit of trouble here yeah so. yeah when people think like oh my god like you know giant spiders it's like no it's those little tiny ones like yeah like a red you see a giant spider, one, leave him alone he eats the little one <laughs> tiny absolutely tiny yeah yeah I also said that. I, I remember uh, when I lived in Margaret River, we had a huntsman in the house and I just used to leave him there because he was pest control. I'm like... Huntsman's exactly. Yeah, I was like, me, they you eat all the other stuff and he was like, oh, I got you sorted, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful with huntsmen. They can be cheeky and do like a bit of a midnight run occasionally. Oh yeah, like, that sounds fucking scary. You're like, is he coming towards yeah. me? But he's just in the darkness somewhere. Yeah. When you've got literally something the size of your hand on a wall, then it's like the next time you look over at the wall it's like above you and you're like okay nope that's nope i don't like that positioning yeah no <laughs> you like backs to the wall i'm going I to think. sleep in the bath <laughs> yeah yeah uh no but i mean how would you describe aussies because you guys really really like um electing really conservative people um which is really against the grain of what we see you all as nice chill out relaxed by the beach blokes and Sheila's, you know? Yeah, we have quite a large aging population. So I think that's where a lot of the um, conservative kind of hangover liberal government stuff comes in, especially because a lot of those uh, aging population do have quite the property portfolio and like looking after their shares and whatnot. Yes. Um, so that's where I think a lot of their base comes from um but yeah I, I mean i'd like to think attitudes are kind of changing and we're getting a little bit more like tolerant um because we're you know we're a multicultural society like there's no any any fucking stupid white australian person trying to deny you know like oh they shouldn't you know so and so xyz shouldn't be let in because of what it's like you like no <laughs> like we're we're a fucking we're an island on the bottom of the world like we we should be a melting pot and if anyone should have a say in who or who shouldn't be here it shouldn't be any fucking white person yeah <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I think with places like Australia and Canada and New Zealand, that it, whenever you move to a new place, you've got a chance to take 
your history and your culture with you and share it with people, but leave your bullshit back in the old world, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So that, I think that was the problem. A lot of the shit went with people. Yeah. And probably I think as well, because we maybe had that space for large amounts of people to be able to come over, um, not even easily, but you know, like in terms of like, Oh, we're pretty, you know, like there's a lot of suburbs where, you know, like a migrate, a migrant population, it will stick to like, I mean, back from going back to like the forties and fifties, like the migrant populations in like Melbourne and things like that, like the Greek and Italian migrant population. And like looking, you look at some of the suburbs that are there now and they're, you know, these 80 year old, 90 year old nonos who've been there. And it's like a whole suburb of like (laughs) Italian or Greek, like grandparents and just, occasionally like that kind of still happening and I think that's something that needs to like you can understand why people want to you know stay within like a community that they know if they you know if there's a big migration um wave from a certain place but I think like you said sometimes (laughs) yeah exactly like yeah you know the northern suburbs in Perth is very very English, Irish, um, you know, as you raised your hand there on the, yeah. the, on the Zoom call. Jindal up um, Little Britain, they used to call it. Yeah, exactly. Like you hear an accent, you're like, oh, you've come from north of the river. Yeah. Like, but I guess sometimes that can, you know, that can lead to the, like that bringing over and the keeping of the bullshit. Like you said, sometimes like it, it doesn't give people a chance to kind of branch out and, leave that kind of stuff behind. Um, and you know, I can, I can completely understand, especially if you're coming from a non-English speaking background, like, uh, you know, you'd, you'd want to stay somewhat around at least some amount of your community or some amount of native speakers. Like, um, I, I can, I can't even fucking imagine going to, you know, a new country where everyone else, speaks the language and is looking at you expecting you to be doing the same and you know you can't like that must be so hugely intimidating uh let alone you know if you've come from good or bad circumstances um like but i don't know i guess we need to get better at like maybe having like more welcoming I don't know, like not necessarily like welcoming arms or anything like that, but just not wanting people to stay like cloistered off when they come to a new country, you know, like, and I, I have no idea how that would be done. Like, <laughs> not like, yeah. oh yeah, we should, these kind of programs, like, but yeah, I think that's kind of the thing that, that leads to that, like, yeah, the keeping and the bringing of old problems over, like. Well, I was probably quite lucky in the respect that whenever I moved to Australia, um, the second time I was over there, I worked in an Irish bar. And thankfully, the first time I was there, I was doing a lot of comedy. So I met a lot of lovely comedians who were Aussies, like yourself. And then there were other guys who, who had moved there, like Sammy Shaw, who I knew there. Um, yeah. So, so I, in respect of that, 
you know, like I was, I was the, uh, the foreign comic who sounded funny and Sammy was the foreign comic who was actually talented. So well done. <laughs> well, I mean, Sammy, like, you know, the Northern is a town, like, you know, one of those towns that kind of has no place calling itself a town size wise. Um, and, you know, Sammy, like we've spoken about it like at length multiple times and I'm sure you'll speak about it when he's on the podcast. Like I'm pretty sure for most of those people, he was the first Brown person they'd seen you know, like these people that had never really been outside the town, like let alone someone with an accent because he's, you know, obviously got, you know, the Pakistani accent and, you know, just having to exist like, and luckily he's a very, you know, already had like fluent English. He's a very, you know, very intelligent, very educated man. His, you know, his partner at the time also. So it was, you know, they were in a very privileged place, like, you know, coming from a lot of, you know, like a lot of other, you know, immigrant backgrounds. But yeah, I just can't, like, I'm, I remember just sometimes, like some of the stories he'd tell me, it was just like, holy shit, like. Yeah, well, well look, we had the same thing here. Um, Irish people, um, we, have, we have treated immigrants quite poorly here, which is funny as fuck because there's millions of us around the world. So why yeah. are we treating people like shit when they land here looking a better life? I'm like, you all did that. It's like every fucking member of a family has an uncle in New York, a fucking auntie in Toronto, a cousin in Sydney, you know, that kind of thing. My mom's family alone, one of the brothers went to England. Uh, he was a professional soccer player, actually. Uh, one of the brothers moved to fucking um, America. He was in Cleveland, Ohio. And another brother moved over to Sydney, Australia. That was one family. And they were like, I'm out. And they all just split. So I just love the fact that we're, you could be. You come here. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? I'm just like, what? Because you never got off your arse and went anywhere. Fuck off, would you? <laughs> so it's, a, well, it's also like, well, everyone's leaving and making room, so surely there's some space for letting people in. Like, <laughs> uh, there is nothing funnier than that bumper sticker in Australia. Fuck off, we're full. So oh, good. So the good. thing is, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally in our national anthem, like. The second verse of our national anthem, like, literally says, for those who've come across the seas with boundless planes to share. Like, literally goes, oh, you, you're coming in a boat? Yeah, check out all the room we've got. Like, that's <laughs> it's in the anthem. But, like, they never sing the second verse. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. never. <laughs> it's like, shh. Yeah, something about being like, something about it being girt by sea and do the fucking end and then let's go. Let's yeah. go play some rugby. Just, make it, just just remind them that it's hard. Remind them that there's sea everywhere around. It's hard to get to. Remind them. Don't yeah. don't tell them there's a lot of room if they can get here. Don't tell them that part. Just no one will hear that and we'll be fine. We'll be <laughs> fine. I love, I love you as an Australian doing an Australian accent. It's so good. Here's my it impression of myself. More, yeah, see, it goes way more twangy. I yeah. really, yeah. I know when I, <laughs> I think when I get angry, when I get angry, uh, my Queensland slips out a lot more. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Don't, uh, be try, don't be trying to sound eloquent. I'm hosting this thing. So that's as... <laughs> like, the, the, I probably should start doing video episodes of this so I can subtitle it. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually, I'm, I'm quite happy with this lighting. It's, um, yeah, 
Oh, because earlier, earlier on you were like, oh, I'm going to have to shave my beard. I'm going to have to tie my hair back. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. Well, Sean, I'm going to let you go to your bed. But before you go, where do we find you on the social medias if we, if we uh, want to check out your stuff? Um, I am on the social medias. I'm very lazy on the social medias. So I am I. To, Don't worry about it. To not be as lazy on the social medias. And I have, especially at the moment, I have literally no excuse. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm so busy working. Like, I don't, yeah, we've, I've got stand down from my job person job at the moment. So I don't have that. Literally everyone's at home watching stuff. So I should probably be less lazy because there's more chance of people seeing it. So um, I will let you know and I will try and get better at it. Uh, on Facebook, it's literally just my name, which is Sean, S-I-A-N lovely Welsh name uh, mm -hmm. and choice C-H-O-Y-C-E. So a Y instead of an I. And then on, uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm, I'm basically there to just watch other people argue. So I rarely, <laughs> I rarely tweet anything. <laughs> so I mean, you're welcome to follow me on Twitter, but it's, yeah, it's just going to be, well, you know, actually do follow me on Twitter because it'll make me feel good. You'll never no see anything from me. So you'll never be spammed by me, by anything. I'm pretty sure that's just Sean underscore choice. Okay. Um, I, I, I was almost going to be offended that you spelled Sean. And then I realized that as an Irish person, we would have definitely spelled that S-H-A-N. So that's good. Uh, so S-I-A-N, it's a Welsh name. Isn't there, oh no, it's, is it Scottish or Irish where like Shan means like, that's a bit shit. Oh, sham. No, Shan. Oh, that's Shan. that's Shan. Might be Scottish. I think it's yeah. Yeah. Scran is food. <laughs> yes, I know Scran. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and Instagram. <laughs> uh, speaking of food, Instagram. I am Shanana Bread. So like S I A N A N A Bread. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you and all this so because it's easier uh, whenever I'm, I'm I'm uploading this on like the stories I'll be like that's that's the lady there give her a follow yeah I actually have to think about that every time I have to spell it out for someone because it's like it's just too many A's and N's and confuses me every time yeah yeah Sean's Instagram, Sean's Instagram is quite like mine. There'll be lots of really good photos of like really good gigs we do, even though we do one of those about every six months. So you'll enjoy those. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, trying new material, the 12 people photos. No, I don't have, I don't have a lot of them. I think my, I think my profile picture might be from one of them. Maybe. But you were just looking really good that night. So fuck it. I did. Yeah, I, I was, I was. I'm pretty happy with it. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I felt cute. My delete later probs won't because there won't be another one for a while. All right, you just said something like you were in your twenties, or I don't know how what that means. What what is it? Well, I'll get you on to translate what you just said to me. Whatever I have up here. <laughs> it's just like totally internet speak. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you don't even know what I'm talking about. That's like so embarrassing for you. Is this like when people say the word hashtag in a sentence? Uh, hashtag yes. Hashtag go fuck yourself if you're doing that. 
Uh, okay, Shanana Bread, it was nice to chat to you. You too, Jazza. Fuck them. Right. Everybody go check out Shan's stuff online. If you can find some of her, her stand-up materials and uh, her, her social medias because we're comedians and we're needy and we need strangers to love us because our families don't. So, um, yes. That's, that's true. Well, no, that's not fair. It's Mother's Day here today and I love my mum very much and she loves me too. Okay. I think. My mum says she loves me as well, but she's got three other kids, so I have no means yeah, to do Yeah, this. only child. <laughs> ah, she got it right. Winner by, winner by default. Yet. Yeah. Default. And on that note, now that you've fucking degraded yourself for the purposes of my entertainment, thank you, Sean. Uh, Sean, guys, if you've enjoyed the podcast, as always, like, share, subscribe, check out Sean's stuff online, and uh, I'll see you next time. Check out Darren Matthews and Friends. Uh, Tell your mum she'll love me. Um, I'm a very nice man. And uh, Sean, say bye.